Okay, good, good morning everyone. Welcome back to our Breakfast and Learn program. This is our final Breakfast and Learn of the summer Zman season. Tufshin Pei Base 5782. Before we take our break for our uh, summer break, next week obviously is Tishabov, so there's not going to be much of a breakfast or a learn. It's Tishabov, no breakfast, no learn. And uh, for a couple weeks after that, we will be on our summer break. And we will continue about a month from now. Elo, Rish Chaydesh Elo. We'll begin with a, a big bang, Rabbi Say. It's going to be Rish Chaydesh. Rish Chaydesh Elo comes out on a Sunday, Shabbos Sunday. That's when we will continue. But in the meantime, let's talk about today. And today, we're talking about Parshas Matas Masay, and we're talking about Tevilas Kalim. So the, the notion of Tevilin Kalim, everybody knows you buy something from the store. Before you use it, before you cook in it, before you eat, before you drink, you got to go do tevilas kalim. You have to toivel it, buy something brand new. You have to do tevilas kalim first. This is derived. Gemara Navaydazar derives this from a pasuk in Parshas Matos. And in Matos, we see explicitly that's where the Torah gives all the halachas of hechsher kalim, hagolas kalim, kashering. That's very explicit over there. Ach um, kol um, Anything that's used that, that we learn the halachas of Hechshakalim, Hagalas Kalim, Gil Nachrim, it's called, <clears throat> that's where we learn Libo, and that's where we learn Hagala. And in the middle of that Pasik, towards the actually the end of the Pasik, after it gives uh, all the principles of how to cash or different kinds of Kalim, again, this is all the, the plunder that they brought back from the Melchama with Midjan, it says, Vitahir, it shall become purified, Vitahir. The Gemara Navaydazara learns from the word Vitaher that there's an extra halach as well. This one is not explicit in the Pasuk, but it's implicit in this word Vitaher. The Gemara Navaydazara says, Tana v'chulan tzrichen tzvila barbaim sa, minani miliyam arav damar kara, kol davar shayi yavoi ba'esh avir ba'esh, Vitaher, Vitaher, it shall become purified. Haisu v'lecha kasev taharach eres, the Torah gives you another requirement in terms of purification, and that is tevila, tevila. So the whole concept of tevila scan that you have to tell you something to learn from this word v'tahir. So there's right off the bat there's a big to do in the paiskim, the mafarshim, tevila scan. That which you have to tell something is it a daraisa or is it a darabanan? There is a a, a a day an opinion that it's a darabanan, but it seems to be amongst the rishonim of das yachid. Nearly all the rishonim believe and say explicitly that having to tell when you tell something that you buy brand new. That is a chiv da raisa. It's the same level chiv as kashering the kalim. Even though one is explicit in the positive, one only comes from a drush from the word of betahir. Nevertheless, you know, very often uh, halachas that are derived from drushes do, do become a da raisa because it's written in the positive. And this one as well, Rav Rishonim came out all the Rishonim believe that tevilas kalim, the, the, the requirement to be tevil kalim, is a da raisa. So that's how we take it on halacha. We relate to this as a da raisa. It's interesting, there's very little in the psukim themselves about the parameters of Tevilas Kalim, and, and the whole sug is really like a, a, about a blotter, so at the end of Avodah Zorah, and the, the, the uh, parameters are derived from the context of the Pasuk itself, from where the Torah presents the concept of Tevilas Kalim, through this word of the Torah. And what comes out is like this. Not only... What you have to be toivel comes out from, from the context, but why you have to be toivel as well comes out from here as well. And that may make some interesting nafkaminas as we will get to shortly. What do you have to be toivel? So Gemara says, A, you have to be toivel. 
something that comes from a guy. If it comes from a guy, that's when you have to be toivelet because that's what the Yidin were doing in the parasha matos. All the well, what was being discussed over here that you have to cash your inventory, that you have to toivel, that, that it was the plunder from Midian, all the pots and pans that they got when they when they when they defeated Midian. That was what happened in parasha matos. The Yidin went to battle, and um, you know if it would be us, I don't know how Jewish we are, Rabbi Yisrael. If it would be us, we go to battle against some some wealthy Gaisha country nation, an army, so we would certainly walk off with plunder. What would we take? What would we take home with us? we take the money, the gold, the silver, the Rolex watches, that's what we would take home, right? So the Yidin took all that stuff also, but they also stocked up on the pots and pans, right? So look at all these, look at the farberware these guys have. Look at the cordingware. Look at all this, look, how can you leave a frying pan, a skillet, a wok? You're going to leave this wok behind? So the Yidin loaded themselves up, not just with the gold and the silver and the money and the jewelry and the Rolexes, they also came home with all the, all the cookingware and the eatingware. How, how much did it take to produce it? It was like a fridge for them. A fridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like the cost of the producing in the Right, they didn't have, it's true, they did not have mass pr production yet. They didn't have assembly line or mass production. Yeah. Okay, so like everyone wants to defend us, that we're still just as Jewish as they are. Just easier for us to get farberware than it was back then. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but in any case, they come up back with all the pots and the pans, in addition to all the wealth. And A, the fact that in the context of the story is that they got it from the Goyim. So that right away sets a rule that Tvilas Kalim is when you get something from a Goy. You buy something from a Goy, that's when you have to toivel it. You get it from a Yid, even if it's brand new, even if it's never been used before, there's no Chiv to be toivel it. The toiveling is only when it comes from a Goy. So that's well known. That's why, you know, you buy a silver Becher. Generally speaking, you don't have to toivel this becher, not because it's silver. silver. Silver has to be toivled like any other metal has to be toivled. But we assume, you know, the silver industry is a Jewish industry. Generally, a kiddush cup is being manufactured under Jewish uh, ownership. So generally, silver, we don't toivle because it's coming from Yidden. Um, <clears throat> they have, uh, they sell in Hasa Kosher uh, near the checkout counter. They have uh, these, these um, I don't remember what the brand name is, but you can get potato peelers. You can, what? It's called Kosher? Kosher, right? With the hyphen? Okay, yeah, it could be. Kosher cutlery? Kosher cook. Okay, it's called the kosher cook, perhaps. So they, say they sell these potato peelers and uh, all kinds of other utensils over there. And it says on the package, <clears throat> no need for tevila. Light tzarech tevila. You don't need to table these things because this company is a company that is owned by Yidin, and therefore all the items are under Jewish ownership before they come into your hands. And therefore, again, you don't have to be table it because it didn't come from a guy. So that's, that's, that's uh, an interesting, um, one interesting halach that comes out. Another one is, that's, that's the, 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 we're going to go what, why, and come back to what again. So what do you have to be toivel? You have to be toivel kalem that came from a guy. Why do you have to be toivel the kalem? So the, the paiskim, actually the noise kalem and shulchan aruch, say that we can figure that out from, from the pasuk itself. Where does the Torah allude to this idea? The drasha is based on what word in the Pasik that you have to do tefillas kalim. I mentioned it before. What's the word in the Pasik from that's the source? Vitaher. Vitaher, excellent. Vitaher. And the Gemara Darshans. You have to do after the tahara of purging it from the tray for foods. Hagolas kalim, gil nachrim. You have to have a taharacheris. Vitaher, and that's, that's tefillas kalim. So the purpose of toiveling it, it's not like Zeir Sakas of it's not just like a ritual act. You bought something from the guy, get it, wet the mikvah, now you can use it. There's a certain tahara. In other words, we see that when the, the, the Kli is in Gaisha ownership, 
it is in a state, a certain type of tumma that when it comes to Jewish ownership now, it's in my possession, I have to elevate it, being that the Kli itself has been elevated by passing from Gaish hands to Jewish hands, there's a tum over there, I have to get off the tumma. they do that by tiling the mikvah, certain kind of tire, the same way, you know, we're, we're telling me we go to the mikvah, we tile ourselves in the mikvah, we come out, tahar. The kalim themselves, the function of tefillah's kalim is to be metahar the Kli, a type of tahara. You're being metaharit. Interesting. <clears throat> okay. Then, finally, one more very important detail that comes out of the context over here is the following. What kind of kalim do you have to be titled? We talked about who's kalim. We talked about why. Now, what kind of kalim? Let's say you buy, and the Gemara asks this question, let's say you buy a pair of scissors from a guy. Let's say you buy a sewing machine from a guy. You have to be titled the sewing machine, titled the pair of scissors, darning needles. You do not. Jay is right. You don't have to be titled the sewing machine, the darning needles, or the scissors from the guy. The Gemara says, the Gemara does ask this, if you have to be titled everything from a guy that comes from the guy, and everything has to up. So why not the scissors? Says the Gemara. Shearing scissors. Shearing the scissors are used to, to, to trim the wool off the sheep. What is the Torah talking about there in that in, in, in the discussion of kashering and tovaling? The Torah is talking about clay suda, eating wear, eating wear. Since that's the only thing the Torah is talking about over there, and that's where the Torah establishes the, the, the parsha of Tvilas Kalim, then the halachas of Tvilas Kalim and, and the requirements of Tvilas Kalim are limited to clay suda, eating wear, things that you use for the suda. Now that's the bullet point over there. What's contained in that gets expanded in Shulchan Aruch, gets expanded in Naisei Kalim. Clay Suda means essentially anything that you use to cook with, anything that you use to eat with, anything that you use to prepare the food with. It has to come into contact with the food, the Paiskim say. But essentially, it has to be something that can be under the umbrella of clay suuda. Eating where things that are used for eating food or preparing food to be eaten. If it's not clay suuda, not used in the preparation, not used in the eating, not used in the serving, then it does not require tevila because it's outside the parameters of the chiyav tevila's kem. So scissors, you buy scissors from a guy, you don't have to tevila them. You buy sewing needles from a guy, you don't have to be tevila them. Um, you buy a wak from a guy, you have to be tevila the wak. Okay, so now... What if you use something for eating? In other words, in other words, you're talking about what happens, you're talking about the yeshiva bachrim in the dormitories. That's what you're talking about, right? Okay, excellent question, Menachem. Let's just address this momentarily. momentarily. I still remember from my yeshiva days. Uh, how do you cut a cake? Someone, your sister brings you a cake. And you're a yeshiva guy in the dorm, your sister drops off a cake for you. No, nobody, has, nobody has knives, nobody has eatingware, nobody has utensils in the dorm. How do you cut the cake? What'd you say? Credit. Exactly, credit cards. You use a credit card. Now, credit card is plastic. And plastic is, is a question about typing plastic altogether. What? Credit cards are metal, really? Okay, excellent. So no, okay, excellent, excellent. So you have a metal credit card. You have a metal credit card. So you take out that metal credit card, right? <laughs> yeah, it's good cash. It's a good cash. So you take out your metal credit card and um, and, uh, and, and you want to cut the cake. That's what the yeshiva guys do. They cut it with credit cards. Right? I thought it was only in the mirror. I see in Eshatar they also do that. They also know about this. <laughs> the what? Ravkav. The Ravkav, yeah. 
So that's Menachem's question, essentially. A metal credit card, you're using it to cut a cake. Now do I need that? This metal credit card came from American Express, came from Goyim, didn't come from Yidin, right? Uh, you take... Um, you take that. Uh, you take the scissors. You, I, I know how to cut. You open the scissors. You know, this is essentially two knives put together, right? Your lambda and yeshiva guys are lambda. They know that. So there's really two knives. If you open it up, you have one knife in each direction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so do you have to be toivled? Uh, 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 Rabbi Elbaz famously got asked all kinds of questions. This is, but this is not exclusive again to the the and This is this is uh, all over the place about. Um, he was once asked a question about how do you toivel an iron? Can you toivel, I'm, I'm sorry, kasher. How do you kasher an iron? Because the iron was a milk iron. They used it for pizza. Then someone heated up their salami sandwich on the iron in the dorm. So now you have, how do we kasher the iron? So you have to, if you're going to be using an iron, you know, to make your grilled cheese. But think about it, you know, you wrap up the grilled cheese in the foil. Push down on with the iron that you have, you have grilled cheese, right? Make us heat up a slice of it, flip it upside down. The iron is, is actually shaped exactly to accommodate a slice of pizza. On, on, the, on the side of the iron, it's exactly, right? Designed perfectly for that. So it's actually machloikas. It's a machloikas. If you go based on what you're using it for, or do you go based on roiv tashmish? Um, it's, 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 it's actually the Menachem's question is a very gets, gets involved in a lot of controversy. So some pais can say that that if you decided to use this for um, for food, now you have to be toivula because you made it into klisuda. Other pais can say no, klisuda goes based on Norm of society and majority use. If the majority use of this is scissors, majority use of this is a credit card. Majority use of this is um, is uh, is um, an iron. Then you 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 are you don't you you're, you're not table it. You don't you you don't um, bring it to the mikvah. Even a credit card and an iron, all this stuff, it's, it doesn't get a shame cleave for food because you're not, you're using it currently for food. It's going back to its original use right after. So that's that's the that's the that's the side of uh, of Rav Tashmish. I mean, it is a kli, it's a kli, and you're you're showing us that it has another function. <clears throat> okay, um, yeah. So so now we have these these few givens over here. To be toivel kalim, to be chayven tevilas kalim, but it has to be a kli suda. It has to be something for use for eating wear. It has to come from a guy to be chayven tevilas kalim, and it's there to get rid of tuma. Let's explore. Um, a few basic and, and, and really relevant, pertinent questions that come up practically in Tefillah's Kalim. First of all, let's start with a little bit of exploration of some, some well-known, some of the most well-known non-halachas, well-known non-existent halachas in Tefillah's Kalim. But everybody knows there's like a heter that, that you can use it once without toivelin. So it's very important to know there's no such heter, but there is a, there's, there's a mindset out there, there's this idea that, oh, but, <clears throat> well, the first time you can use it without toiveling it, that's, that's really a non-existent halacha. So be very careful. If it needs to be toiveled, it has to be toiveled even before the first time. If it doesn't have to be toiveled, it doesn't have to be toiveled for a thousand times. But no such thing is tashmash right? Tashmash ara, yeah. No, I'm saying that there's a mindset that the Velt has that the first time, first time, even if it's a kli that's designed to be a kli keva. First time at one time. Right. Rabbi talking about uh, what we call chad pami, uh, disposables, disposables, something that's going to be... Uh, no. Was it even tashish? All right, something that's not designated. That's the definition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, so we're talking about something that you're going to be using for a long time. Someone, you know, just gave it to you, and it's Shabbos kodesh, and you want to bring out the chicken and the new, uh, the new corningware, but you forgot to table it. So the the, the heter of um, this is the first time I'm using it, so I can use it one time, on, just the first time, and then I'll be tabled after Shabbos. So there's no real heter like that. The the first time you're using something. Um, 
even again, so there's for some reason there there is a very strong impression out there in the Welt. People um, uh, will some this this is something they will you know people will throw out as oh you know isn't it true I heard once isn't it isn't it the halacha that you can use it the first time without being tivoling it without tivoling it so that's really there is no such hetter for the first time presumably it is confused. With, with these other halachas about something, something that's only designed for a one-time use or something that you generally don't use, as uh, Rabbi Gavrilin's mentioning, or the other, the other discussion of something that's by nature only designed for, it's like disposable. Um, there's presumably a confusion between those areas, but again, something that is, by, um, by definition, going to be designated and, and intended for long-time use, and you forgot to be toivel it, so you've got to title it. You've got to take it to the mikveh. You cannot use it even on a one-time basis. Um, additionally, that that's a, it's a mistaken kula, but there's also a mistaken chumrah. Mistaken chumrah. It's good to also be aware of the mistaken chumrah. Places where we don't have to be too machmer, and that is that if something, let's say, was bidiyev prepared, cooked, or or baked in kalim that were not toivled, that they become us. The food becomes usher. That's incorrect. Also, the food does not get affected. This is explicit shulchan aruch that even if food was bidiyevit cooked or prepared in kalim that had not been toivled, the food doesn't become usr. Okay? We, in halacha, we, we, um, we, we uh, take on that. Um, you know, someone brought me a cake for Shabbos, someone brought me food for Shabbos. The kashas, I believe, is not an issue. I trust their kashas, but I don't believe they ever toivled their kalim. And I don't know if they, they, they maybe never heard of tefillah's kalim. Or maybe they're not aware of the fact that this particular kli has to be tivled. It does not prohibit the food. Food that was cooked, bidi evid, and kalim that were not tivled, is still good to eat. So if bread was cut with a knife that wasn't tivled, the bread does not become usr. Chicken was cooked in a pan that was not tivled, it doesn't have to, it doesn't become usr. Soup was baked, was cooked in a pot that wasn't tivled, the soup does not become usr. You cannot do it lichat chila, you cannot do this, right? But if bidi evid, food was cooked and prepared, served in kalim that were not tivled, the food does not become affected. The question? Even if they're bad people, yeah. Even if they knew they should have tabled it, yeah. It still doesn't affect the food. Yeah. It's tame, but it doesn't affect the food. Yeah, we're going to get back to this. It's an interesting, good question. It's an interesting type of tumma. It's a tumma that the Torah says... <clears throat> has to be purged now that it's in the possession of a Jew. What's the, what's the, in other words, what Binyamin is asking is what's the nafkamin of that tumma? What's the, what's the practical effect of the tumma that's in this kli? Going from Bailas Akum to Bailas Yehudi, what's the nafkamin of this tumma? The nafkamin is you have to be tovalid. Nafkamin is you have to elevate it. It hasn't been elevated yet. You have to elevate it by getting off the tumma. But it doesn't affect the food. Um, <clears throat> okay, so that being said, that being said, Rabbi Sai, um, <clears throat> so there's a, there's, there's a halacha like this. Based on this Gemara that we saw, that says clay su'uda has to be uh, earth, uh, eating ware, utensils that, that are used in preparation of a meal. So the Shulchan Aruch, <clears throat> I'm sorry, the Beis Yosef says, based on this Gemara, that, uh, aha, if the kalim that were obligated to be toivel <clears throat> are clay su'uda, utensils, eatingware, pots and pans that are used for preparing food, what does that mean? That means that their function, the function of those kalim for them to be 
obligated in tefillah has, has to be a function of, 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 of eating. Function of, 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 um, of uh, food-related function. Again, A, it's only when they come in my possession, when I take possession of them, that there's a chiv tefillah. And B, it has to be something that's in my possession that serves a role in my life that play a function in my life of food-related, eating-related, and dining-related purposes. What if I'm in possession of a lot of vessels, a lot of kalim, a lot of kalim, a lot of pots and pans, and uh, silverware, etc. And for me, they have nothing to do with eating. No function at all eating, has nothing to do with eating, with dining, with food, whatsoever. It should come out, theoretically, if I'm sitting on top of lots and lots and lots of of, of uh, diningware, eatingware, silverware, and has nothing to do with eating, uh, there should be puzzle from tefillah, even if I got them from a guy. And the base Yisra says this is indeed the case and this is indeed the halacha. What are we talking about? What would be such an example? Example would be a store owner. A guy has a store and he sells pats and pans. He sells dishes. He sells cups. He sells silverware. And he buys in bulk. He buys from the wholesaler and he's the retailer. And he's selling, you know, he's a yid. He's buying from the wholesaler, from the manufacturer who's a guy. He's a retailer who's a yid, and he's selling to yid. But he's, he's, um, and he's, he's sitting on top of a whole, whole stack of these things. Says the Beis Yosef, he doesn't have to be toivled them. Why not? Because this is not clay suda. Who, who is the one that ever has to be toivled the kalim? The owner of the kalim. As soon as they go from Gaish hands to Jewish hands, it's the possessor, the owner, the purchaser. He's the one that has to be toivled them. Who's the owner in this case? The store owner for him. These are not clay suda. This is not eatingware. This is not diningware. This is my business. I, this is called, called, says the basis of clay schayra. Businessware. Not eatingware, not diningware, not silverware, but businessware. This for me, I don't buy these plates to eat off of. I don't buy these forks to, to, to eat my schnitzel with. I buy them to sell them to somebody else. This is called clay schayra. Clay schayra is potter from Tevilas Kalim. Yes. Well, let's hold off on the what's if questions for the for for what we're gonna have time for questions at the end. No, it's what 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 function does this have for me? This is for me to make money. Ah, oh, but it borrowed from the Jewish owner. It came from a Gaisha owner. So since it originally came from a Gaisha owner. In general, things come from Gaim, right? You didn't, you didn't don't make forks. You didn't sell forks. Yes. No. Do you want to know if you have to be titled before you? you have to, can you have it sitting on the shelf? If I, if I'm pushing off, Let's hold off on the lot of questions, maybe, okay? So again, clay schayra don't need to be toivled. Clay achila do need to be... Clay suda have to be toivled. Clay schayra don't have to be toivled. So, if these are commercial items, commercial commercial means I bought it to make money. I didn't buy it to serve food on it. I don't... I'm not, I don't I, in other words, let's, let's bring that out even better. If I'm the owner of this store, does it bother me what you're doing when you buy these plates for me? Does it bother me what you do when you buy the, the frying pan? I don't care if you take these things, you buy, you buy, come up, you buy it all my Corel, buy it all my Farberware, and throw it out. Throw it into the Delaware. I really don't care. What? What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Buy and use it for Chinuch, for Shalom Vayis, for Shalom Vayis, right? I, I, don't, I don't care what do you do with this stuff. I just, I want to make my money, right? That's the biggest proof. That's the Raya. This is a nice, elegant way and straightforward 
of, of understanding that this is not called clay achila, clay sud, it's called clay schayra. I don't care what you do with this stuff. Take it and dump it all into the river. Break it, smash it, destroy it, never use it. Just, I, I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm buying from the wholesaler to sell it on someone else to make money. That's called clay schayra. So clay schayra, therefore, is putter from tevila, because not clay seuda. The function, it's always the owner that's going to have to be chayv in tevilo. And the question always has to be, what role does this serve for the owner of the kalim? The owner of the kalim, who's the store owner? They're there for him to make money. Hold off on the questions for a moment, okay? Unless there's something... Just a quick clarification. We don't care if the store owner is Jewish or not Jewish. It's who made it originally, right? Correct, correct. If it was originally made, that's right. If it was originally made by you, then it never has to be titled. Correct, correct. That's right. Um, so, so now... Yeah, even if the guy is a distributor, if it was made. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. It, it, it depends who it passed through. Correct. If if it passed through, if it passed through a guy in the meantime, if it was owned by a guy in the meantime, then Vaiter is Chayv and Tefilas Kalim. He doesn't have to have made it. If a guy, if a yid makes it, that exempts me from Tefilas Kalim, assuming that I got it from the yid. But if it went through a guy in the meantime, if it was owned by a guy. So in other words, if the manufacturer was a yid. But let, let's say, let's say in other words, excellent, good, um, let's get everything clarified. If it was manufactured by a Yid, and it never went through Geisha hands, it's not Chayv and Tefilas Kalim. But if it was manufactured by a guy, or, or at one point it went through Geisha hands, since it went through a guy before it came to the Yid, the Vaiter now becomes Chayv and Tefilas Kalim. So if you have uh, some, uh, some Ar- Armenian that has a silver store in the Armenian quarter, and he's buying lots of silver from the Haddad brothers, from Hatsorfim, he's buying silver, and he's selling menorahs, he's selling kiddush cups. This guy in the Armenian quarter, some Arab in Wadi Jores, is selling silver for half price, you know, because he, he broke into Hatsorfim, and he stole all their kiddush cups, but he's selling it now, right? So once it goes, once it enters, Gaisha hands, then a Vaiter needs Tfilas Kalim, correct. So this, this, uh, these products that they sell in Hasakosha, the potato peelers, that were made under Jewish management, that you don't have to be tovel, you only have to, the only reason you don't have to be tovel them is because they weren't, didn't go through Geisha possession in the meantime. But if they go through a middleman that, that, that owns them, that you know, bought them, and is reselling them, that's a guy, then yes, they, they will be chayven to Vilas Kelim. Can you use the same Svarov that we said? What? Or can you use the same Svarov that we said? Same Svarov that was in the No, no, no. That, 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 that Svarov of the base Yosef says that he, he, this person is potter, but it still went through Geisha hands. Okay. Um... um so, so uh, let's, let's get back to where we, so we, 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 we were talking about Klai Schayra. So Klai Schayra, again, are, is um, if the owner, the owner is the one that's going to have to be Chayv and Tefilas Kalim, is the owner doesn't, is not owning these things in order to eat from them, he's owning them in order to sell them, he's potter from Tevilas Kalim. So every store owner is not Chayv to Tevil the Kalim that he is selling. He's not Chayv to Tevil his pots and pans. A very interesting question arises. If I'm a store owner, it's actually a good business move for me to sell things like they sell in Hasakosha, these potato peels don't have to be titled. So let's say I own a, in Lakewood a, a, a household, um, a, uh, a, 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 a houseware store. Housewares. I sell pots, pans, silverware, plates, dishes, cups, and I want to advertise that all my stuff is pre titled. Pre titled. If the store owner, whom we just said, is not hive to title the Caleb, he's not hive to take them to the Mikkel because they're clay schayram. If he's titled them anyway, will it work? Very interesting question that arises over here. Everyone hear the Shiloh? The store owner is not chayv to be titled these kalim, because for him they're clay schayra. He owns these things just to make money. Again, he doesn't care what you do with it. Buy his stuff, buy, buy, all his, buy, his, buy his stock out and throw, throw it out. Throw it all out, destroy it all. 
He doesn't care what you do with it. For him, they're just there to make money. So he's not chayv to be toivel them. But can he toivel them? Can he take them to the mikveh anyway? Now, you know there's these stores that have the mikveh on site, mikveh in premises. It also gets business. That attracts customers. So let's do even better than that. Let's say that the store owner will open up all the boxes. He'll have his workers being toivel them for you in the back. And he'll repackage them. You can buy all the stuff. It's pre-toiveled. Imagine Erev Pesach not having to bring anything to the mikveh. Everything comes pre-toiveled. Can he be toivel them? So this is actually... Far from Pashat, this is a huge debate, a contemporary debate. And the contemporary Paiskim are split on the matter. Mamish split right down the middle. Ribnissen Karelitz holds, it works. The store owner is actually able to be titled everything for you. He can be titled everything, and it works. He's Potter, but if he does it, it works. Rib Shlomazaman holds it doesn't work. Shlomazaman holds it doesn't work. Ribnissen Karelitz, Ravasha Weiss, believe it works. And they say it works without even batting an eyelash. Casually, without even getting into any questions, no ifs, ands, or buts, Avada works. Reb Shlomo Zaman holds it does not work. Now, Reb Nissen Karelit says that even though it works, one would still preferably want to avoid this. Why? Because he could be toivel the kalim, the store owner, but you're missing something. You lose out on something. What would happen if he... If, what's the difference between the store owner being toivel the kalim or the purchaser being toivel the kalim? There's one big nafkamino. What's the nafkamino in the tvila? In the tvila? The bracha. The bracha. Excellent. The store owner holds Rivnis and Karelitz. You could be toivel the kalim, but since he's potter, he doesn't make a bracha, but his tefillah will work, so you lose the bracha. If you buy it, you wait till after you, you buy it to be toivel it, then you do make a bracha, so, so you, you, you gain the bracha. That would be perhaps a reason not to do it, but on the other hand, the store owner, all he needs to have is like one fork that he owns, have his own fork before he's toivel his entire store, make a bracha on the fork, and then everything got a bracha. Um... So, but what's this, what's this machlekes? Again, a very interesting machlekes. A modern-day machlekes. Not a machlekes. It goes back to the Shach and the Taz. It's a modern-day machlekes about whether or not the store owner can be toivel things that, were, that are potter from Tzavilo. So the machlekes seems to be at the heart of this nakuda of the Tahara, the Tahara. As you mentioned, Vitoher. The Pasuk says Vitoher. The whole point, the purpose, the objective of Tzavilo's Kalim is to be metaher the Kalim. When they're owned by a guy, they're in a state of Tomah. They're purchased by a Jew that elevates the Kli. Now the Kli has been elevated. You have to be metahir the Kli. It needs tahara. And before you bring the mikvah, it's tame. Because of the provenance of the Kli, I have to be toivel it to, to confer tahara. So questions like this. When we say the store owner is potter from Tevilas Kalim, good, he's potter, but l'chaira, he's still sitting on top of what? Entire store of Kalim that are tame. All these kalim are tummy because they came from a guy. He's just not obligated to be toivel them yet because for him they're clay schayro, they're business related and not clay achila. He's putter, but they're all tummy. So where, where do we ever hear of something that if it's tummy and you put in the mikvah, it doesn't become tummy. Avada becomes tummy. Things that are tummy that you put in the mikvah, they come out of the mikvah. Whether I was chayv to do it or not chayv to do it, it's a mitzvah. It's a reality. The reality is that these things were tummy, and the reality is they went to the mikvah, and the reality is they come out to her. That's where Ibn Karelitz or Rosh Weiss are coming from, that there's a reality called Toma, that's a Metzius, and even if I may, I may not be obligated to be Metzius, because I'm only, they're only mines in order to make money, they're not Kalei Su'uda for me, they're not eating where, they're not dining where, but since they have a reality of Toma on them, that Toma comes off in the Mikvah. That's where they're coming from. Rib Shlomo Zalman um, and, and the others who are on Rib Shlomo Zalman's side seem to understand that Hagam, although, although the purpose of Tfilas Kalim is to be metahirit from Tumah, 
But it's a lamdash tumma. It's a funny kind of a tumma. This is a tumma that's really only there if you're obligated to get the tumma off. I mean, if if if, if there's a exeris hakasev that this is clay achila, not clay schar, it means there's the tumma is not really there yet. The tumma that I have to get off is only there when I have to get it off. If the Torah is commanding me to get it off, it's exactly what Vinyamin was asking earlier. You know, so if it's tame and I haven't and t- haven't tabled it yet, how come the food doesn't become tame? So the answer is again, it's a very funny kind of a tumma. It's a tumma that exists. For one, for one specific goal, and that goal is for me to bring it to the mikvah. And outside of that, we don't really have any nafkaminas from this tumah. And we can reverse engineer that as well. Being that the whole, the whole point of the tumah, the nafkamina of the tumah, the taitzah, the, 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 the output of this tumah, the effect of this tumah, is that it requires me to bring it to the mikvah. That means if I don't have to bring it to the mikvah, we don't really see any tumah there yet. It goes both ways. So if I am a soicher, if I'm a merchant, and these are clay schairah, and, and, and these are, for me, these are, these, this is business wear. This is something that I own to make money. This is my business stack. I'm not eating off of these things. So since I'm potter from toiveling it, that means the tumba's not really there yet. The tumba's not really there yet. It can't come off by me bringing it to the mikvah. And Haga Atzmachai, I would just throw this out as another way of like, like approaching this, uh, this idea of, um, of uh, you know, where Shlomo Zaman is coming from and saying that the tefillah doesn't work. Um, the Gemara asked about, the Gemara said, if, if items that you buy from a guy have toma, so what about a, a, a pair of scissors? And you should bring a pair of scissors to the guy, to the, to the mikvah. The sewing machine, the sewing needles, you should have to be tied those. The Gemara said, no, clay achila amurim, clay suuda, rather, the Gemara said. The, the, the whole parish was only talking about clay suuda. Okay, say it's only talking about clay suuda. But that means, it, it, it should, maybe I should still bring, maybe it's chasid, it still means chasid to bring the scissors to the mikvah. Because look, the scissors went from a guy to a yid. There's toma. Anything that goes from a guy to a yid has toma. Just the Torah is only mechaiv me to be taiva clay, clay achila. But I should still bring the scissors to the mikvah to get off the toma. And we never heard of such a thing. Only, you know, only, even the Meshugayim don't do that. Meshugayim don't bring the scissors that they bought from the, brought from, bought from the guy, the sewing machines. You know, the crazy people don't bring these things to the mikvah. Aye, but Midas Chasidus, get off the tumma, get off the tumma. Teret says, there's no tumma to get off and I'm not getting anything off because if the Torah wasn't mechaiv me, there's nothing that's coming off. That would be a nice way of approaching where Shlomo Zaman is coming from. If the Torah doesn't obligate me to do it, there's no tumma to take off and I'm not taking off any tumma. So who had then, if the same way it's clay suda and not scissors, it's clay suda, not clay schaira, that tumma can't come off if I'm not obligated to take it off yet. And that's Rabbi Shlomo Zaman. Again, Rabbi Nissan Kairo told, no, the tumma is a mitzvah, it's a reality. And even after I'm, it's just the part that I'm not take it off, but if it goes to the mikvah, it will come off. Lahalacha, we are chayish for the machmirim. Lahalacha, if um, you buy something in the store and it says, don't worry, I told everything already, so you should still toivel it again without a bracha. Here we would, we would, um, we would be chayish for, um, for the opinions of the, uh, of the mekhilim, that maybe the tila did work, but Avadi would have to take it to the mikvah again. And it happens to be there's a taz um, that does seem to, to back up the position of Rav Shlomo Zaman. The taz does seem to say something like this explicitly, that if the soicher brought it to the mikvah, um, you should bring it again without a bracha. That does seem to sound like Rav Shlomo Zaman, that, that um, the, the tefillah really didn't work. So again, that's why the best the, store, the, the shops can do for us down in Lakewood is provide a mikvah insight. A mikvah for emphasis, the houseware stores, but for them to actually unpack everything and unpackage everything and be total everything for us, it, it, it uh, does not work according to Shlomo Zaman. But again, that just hearing the debate and understanding the the, the, the points of contention over here, that's a fascinating debate, which which opens up the um, this uh, this this uh, whole world of Tevilas Kalim. And similar to that, there's actually another discussion. Shalachmanis um, Kalim. Everyone get, likes to give out gimmicky shalachmanis. So you want to give out shalachmanis 
in, uh, you know, you're gonna, you bought um, pickling jars. So you're going to give everybody shachmanis in pickling jars. You're going to put pickles in there with pickling spices in a pickling jar. And your kids are going to dress up like cucumbers. Okay, so you have everything came together. Mamish, so you have the, the, the shachmanis, you have the theme, you have the costumes. You're going to dress up you, 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 you're like, a, like a zucchini. Your wife is going to dress up like a squash. The kids are going to dress up like cucumbers. And you're going to give out pickling jars with, with all the ingredients for pickling. Okay, Givaldic. So you buy, you go to the store, you buy 50 bell jars. And you're going to package up your shachmanis in them and give them out. Do you have to be titled these jars? And can you be titled these jars? So it seemed to be, depending on the same achleikas, why are you buying these jars? You go to, where do you buy 50 bell jars from? Amazing Savings. So you go to Amazing Savings. Now, why are you buying these jars? Are you buying these jars to eat from them, to make pickles? You're buying these jars to give them out. So Lachara, you're your own distributor, right? You're like a little mini amazing savings. For you, are they clay achila or clay, clay suda or clay schayra? For you, Lachara, they're clay schayra. You're buying them to give them out. You're not buying them to make pickles. It should come out, A, that you're not chayv to be toy them when they're, they're in your possession because you're buying them just to give them out. I'm, I'm not buying them to eat from them. And B, it should come out that you can't even be toy them according to Rabbi Shlomo Zaman. I mean, can you be toy them? That would be dependent on the machleik because Rabbi Nisan Karelitz and Rabbi Shlomo Zaman. Um, and if we're going to be matmer, like we generally are chayish lechumra, like Rishon Lezaman, we 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 should we should not be toivel them. And in fact, this is what many many pais can say this. And someone actually asked me the shayla last year, pais Purim time. They 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 wanted to give these uh, jars out with the shalchmanis package in the jars. I said, yeah, you can't be toivel them, and put on a, put on in a note that says that this kli has not been toivel. This kli has not been toivel. Um, it happens to be I saw since then that uh, unzer. Um, so Gesundheit ist stark bis 120. Rishmul Kamenetsky, um, I saw actually holds that he makes a distinction between Shalchmanis Kalim and and um, you know what, what is, what's the place in Lakewood that sells the housewares? Amazing savings. Amazing savings. Is somebody you that one? Okay, amazing savings. But there's the one that they don't have a mikvah. There's one that has a mikvah. The mikvah on site. Buzz. The, buzz. Made the buzz. Buzz electronics. Buzz electronics. So. Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, Zolar Gazunzain and Stark, he actually holds that Shalachmanis Kalim are not the same thing as Amazing Savings Kalim or Buzz Buzz Electronics Kalim. He holds that you you are chayiv to be toivel them and you should be toivel them. Um, and his svara is like this. His svara is that I'm not a soicher. I'm buying this for you to make pickles. And I, I, I want you to make pickles. That's the whole point. I'm buying this for you to make pickles. I'm giving out like p- pickle production, pickle production um, uh, parts to everybody, right? I, I'm not. In other words, what do we say earlier? The guy who owns Amazing Savings, he doesn't really care what you do with these things. He just wants to make his money. He wants to make his profits. So you can take everything that you bought, bought from him and go again, throw it into the Atlantic Ocean. He's, he's just as happy. He doesn't care what you do with it. But if I give it out to the whole community, 50 pickle jars with pickles inside, I want to see everybody making pickles. It'll give me such nachas, right? Give me such nachas. So Shmuel holds that since that's what I want, so they're not, it's not called clay schoyer anymore. It's called clay suda because I'm buying it specifically for you to make pickles with it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my understanding. Again, he didn't speak out the whole lambdas, but my understanding, he does say that there's a distinction, but he's not called clay schoyer, it's called clay suda. That's how, that my understanding of Shmuel's svara is, is, is like that. Maybe the counter argument would be 
You know, are, are you really buying this pickle jar for everybody to make pickles, or are you buying it because it ties in with your kid's classroom theme? Right? In other words, would it really disappoint me if everybody in the neighborhood either throws the jar out or, or re-gifts it to somebody else, you know, send, puts someone else's shalach manas in there and sends it to someone else? Would that really bother me? His far seems to be, I, I want you to make pickles. Yeah, but maybe you want to add a recipe to that. If you add a recipe, you want, like you said, Right, but again, maybe, yeah, yeah, again, if it was, it, 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 that, that's his svara. The, the argument of Fakir would be, it's cute and it's gimmicky, and would it disappoint me if you don't end up following the recipe? I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not coming to to be chaylik. I'm just saying that this would, I, I did see that, that, that this is discussed. Shachmanis came is discussed also, and, and, and many Paiskim don't make this distinction. <clears throat> many Paiskim say that we look at Shalachmanis Kalim the same way we look at the store owned Kalim. In other words, we look at it like Klais Chairo, then according to Rosham Zaman, you would not be allowed to be table, and it wouldn't work. This video wouldn't work. They don't make this distinction. Um, Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita, his Svara is that I want you to make the pickles, and, and uh, A, I think the other Paiskim feel that very nice, I want you to make pickles, but I'm not making pickles, you're making pickles, so for me it's still clay because I'm still the distributor, and I'm throwing in another argument that perhaps the, where, where they would be coming from is that, be, you know, is it really, um, at the end of the day, if, if you don't end up making the, the, the following the recipe, if you don't end up using this, is it, is it really going to be, um, uh, you know, heartbreaking for me. What was my real purpose, my real objective? Was my real objective to see those pickles on your Shabbos table or just to give you shalachmanis? And this is a gimmicky way of giving shalachmanis. Yeah. Soon, 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 soon. Okay, let's get to our last, our last uh, item here on the menu. And, and that is as follows. That is restaurants and caterers. Restaurants and caterers. So... <clears throat> Based on everything that we said, we now have to tackle a biggie, and that is restaurant owners, Jewish restaurant owners, Jewish caterers that are providing catering services, um, do they have to be tabled at Caleb? Food, food, uh, food service providers that are cooking on an industrial level, institutional level, do they have to be tabled at Caleb? So the question is, right off the bat, so how do we look at, so you have a Yid who's a caterer, and he makes events for hundreds of people. So he has, in his truck, he has hundreds of plates and hundreds of stemware and flatware and silverware. And, and uh, you know, to be tabled all these things, that's a major tircha. It's a tremendous tircha. You have a, a, a um, kitchen that's a food service kitchen that's making food for thousands and thousands of people. It's, it's an, a, lot, a lot of these people are yidden, and it's owned by a yid. Do they have to be tabled their kalim? So the first question is, so these kalim for the owner of the restaurant, the caterer, or the, the kitchen, are they clay suuda, are they clay sechairah? So there's a darche tshuva, a, 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 a darche tshuva that wants to argue that these are klei not clay, not clay seuda. These are klei schayra. Why are they klei schayra? Because look, I'm the caterer. What? Why do I have all these pots and pans to make a business? They're owned by me to, to make money. They're here to make money, right? The plates, the forks, the knives. It's here to make money, right? Now, I do want people to enjoy their food, because it's, but Viter, why do I want you to enjoy your food? So you'll hire me next time, right? <laughs> it's all about money. It's all about the money. Money, business, advertising. So all these, my whole truck full of kalim is there, is clay schaira. It's, it's, it's there for me to make money. This is the svar of the dark Shuvah. And based on that, he's lenient on, for restaurant owners, for caterers, for food service providers, since all of the pots and pans and eating wear and serving wear and flatware in their possession, silverware, is only there for them to make money. It's called Klai Schayra. 
nearly every other Paisik disagrees with this. They are very, very, very... Um, 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 uh, disturbed. Not disturbed, but uh, they're, they're very not enamored with this, this argument. And they, and they have the following svarah. They say, what's kleischar? Kleischar is exactly what we said earlier. What's business where? Business where is the, the function of this kli in my ownership is just for me to make money. The kli itself is there for me to make money. Meaning, I have this kli to sell it to you and I make money by selling it. That's what it's there for. I use it to make money and how do I make money? By selling it. But the caterer and the restaurants here, they're not using this plate to make money. They're using this plate to serve food to your guests and to charge you for the food that they're serving on those plates to your guests to make money from catering your event. The money's not being made from the plate. The money's being made from catering the, the supper for the entire event. But what do I want to do with this plate? I want to serve food on this plate. What do I want to do with this pot? I want to cook food in this pot. What do I want to do with this, these forks and knives? I want your guests to eat the food that I'm preparing on my plates with my forks and knives so they can enjoy the food, so you can enjoy them enjoying the food, so I can charge you money for that. But this is not clay schayr. Clay schayr means that I'm using the plate directly to make money by selling the plate. But I, I want to use this plate to serve food. I want to use the pot to cook food. I want to use the, the, the wok to cook food in the wok. So that's clay su'uda, not clay, clay schayr. So come out, all the paiskim are, 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 are disagree vehemently with this dakei tshuva. And they say that we don't look at this. You can't tell me that this is called clay schayr. This is called clay su'uda. And one after the next, they disagree um, up to modern day times, up into and including where Moshe Feinstein writes this, and, and, um, and, and, and uh, they one, one after the next, they disagree with this dark Shuva, and they say, we do look at this as Kli Suda, not Kli Schayr, to call Kli Schayr is taking it too far. That's not what the Gemara meant, that's not what the term meant, that's not what the, the Halacha ever meant. It means, what am I using this, what's the function of this Kli for me? And since the function, I want to use this plate to cook food, to prepare food, to serve food, so it's called Kli Suda, even for the caterer, and it has to be Toivul. That being the case, Halacha Lamaisa, we, we, uh, um, when we have the wherewithal, someone comes and asks us a Shiloh, do I need to be Toivel, my Kalim, the caterer, the restaurant here? We tell them, yes, you do need to be Toivel, your Kalim. There's a dark shuva. So mitigating circumstances, we'll, we'll speak one more thing again. It's late. We have to wrap up. Um, we can sometimes throw the dark shuva in when we can combine it with other things. But if someone comes and asks us a Shiloh, he says, Rabbi, I want to do the right thing. I'm a God-fearing Jew. I want to do the right thing. I'm a restauranteer. I am a uh, caterer, and I have lots of caterers in my possession. What's the right thing to do? I heard there's a heter. It's Klai Schayr. We tell him, listen, you want to do the right thing. The right thing to do is to be toivled, to toivled all these things. And I heard a Misa just this morning, Rabbi Isai, uh, half of a fellow. I heard a Misa that happened. How many years ago did this Misa happen? Ten years ago? Six years ago? Five, six years ago. It's a very chash of a reish koil over here. Yid uh, Rabbi Chagai Preshel Shlito. Zolgazun Zayn Stark. And uh, he, he uh, was uh, investigating, making his investigations, poking his nose around into the inner workings of uh, the CBS programs and programming. And he went downstairs to the food kitchen, uh, which you know, used to be a big, big, big operation. And he inquired about the status of the Caleb in the food kitchen, in the kitchen downstairs for the food operations. And he was told none of the kalim had ever been toivled. He said, none of the kalim have ever been toivled. We've got to toivel all the kalim. They stopped the presses. It was, it was in the middle of, uh, they were in the middle of cooking things? No, no, no. We waited, we waited for them. So they, 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 the kailo, the kailo faithfully loaded everything up, took all of the kalim 
from the food kitchen, from, from uh, A to Z, from the fork to the, uh, to the huge, uh, the huge, uh, huge uh, cauldron, took everything down to the mikvah and toiled everything from top to bottom. Compliments to Beit HaRabba Mikvah. Um, but it, it is in line with this idea, I, there is a dark age shuva, but Rabbi Isai, we, we're God-fearing Jews, we try to do the right thing. We're not saymich l'chatchil in this dark age shuva, because again, it's a very, a very tenuous kind of um, heter over here, calling it kleis chayra, because I, I don't really, I'm not using this plate directly to make money. I'm using this plate to serve delicious food to make money, so the plate itself is not called kleis chayra. The plate is called kleis uda. I'm in the possession of a tremendous amount of kleis uda. So this would apply to restaurant use as well. So what do you do? What do you do now? If you're at a suda, uh, if, you, if, you're, if you're at an event, and, and, and you hear the caterer didn't, uh, wasn't tables kalim. What, what do we do if we're in a restaurant, and we hear that the restauranteer didn't, is, is a yid, and he, didn't, he wasn't tables kalim? What, what do you do? What do you do? So first of all, the good hachshem, they are very makbed on this. A, a caterer who's under a, the star k, the star k is makbed, they have to be table their kalim. A restauranteer that's under a, a good hachshem, the hachshem, they're makbed that they have to be table the kalim. What? Yes. I said, the owner is not Jewish, they don't have to be tabled. They don't have to be tabled. So there, there's, I said, we can combine sometimes Zakatshu with other things. So there's, there's a heter, there's other heter, I don't want to get into that now. You have the, uh, putting everything, letting everything be owned by a guy, but, but that gets into other issues and other problems. But, uh, but um, so restaurant here, you find that you're eating in a restaurant. This can happen also in hotels. Hotels that are owned by Yidin, but they're, they're let's say, they're maybe not so aware, not so religious, or not so informed. And you, it, you find out that uh, they haven't been tabled any of their kalim. So what do you do? As we said earlier, you're not allowed to eat on dishware, cooking where you're not allowed to eat on something that, that wasn't toiled. I can't eat on something that was toiled. The food doesn't become awesome, but I can't eat off of it. So they bring me food on a plate in the restaurant, and I ask uh, someone in the kitchen, do you toiled kalim? No, 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 we're saying on the dark kitchen. We're, we're, we, we're not toiled like kalim. We don't, we don't bring our kalim to the mikvah. So what do you do? So uh, Ramesha says you do the following. First of all, you ask them for, for disposable silverware. Every restaurant has disposables. Ask them for a plastic fork and a plastic knife. It can stay on the plate. Why can it stay on the plate? Very interesting, Svara, because you can argue, I'm not, I'm not being nana from the plate. Even the plate wouldn't be here, so I would eat off the tablecloth. No, it's delicious in the food. I would eat it off the tablecloth too. So I'm not using the plate. They happen to bring it on the plate, but that's, you know, that's their problem, not my problem. But whatever I'm doing on my own, I, I can't on my own eat with things that haven't been tabled. So I have to ask them for a disposable fork, disposable knife. And also the svara, the center of Moshe, of, of uh, your lad, eat it off the plate, because I can argue I'm not really need, I don't need the plate, I'm not using plate, so that only works for like schnitzel. But what about if they bring you soup, a bowl of soup? So that argument doesn't really work anymore, right? That I could eat the soup without the bowl, also you can't really eat the soup without the bowl. So you'd have to ask them for a disposable bowl. But again, a, uh, a God-fearing Jew who finds himself in such a situation does have to assume that these items needed to be... And again, it's not the food that becomes problematic, but it's using the kalim... So if I'm eating the soup out of the bowl, I'm using the bowl. If I eat with a fork and knife, I'm using the fork and knife. Okay, we'll conclude over here. We'll take all the what-if questions now. Uh, we went a little over time, but um, thank you all for joining. And I, I guess that was our wrap-up. Our wrap-up for this season. Um, Breakfast and Learn program. Everyone should have a wonderful summer. In Mitzvah Hashem, we will regroup and, and, and continue. Rosh Chodesh Elul.